0: Welcome to another episode of the Billion Dollar Broker Podcast. My name is Ross LeCain. I'm bringing my 25 years industry experience together with leading experts around the globe to give you the insights on how to live a better life and grow a profitable mortgage broking business that you are proud of. Today we have Ben Kingsley, the Chief Growth Officer and Founder of Empower Wealth, one of the top 25 brokerages in the country. Welcome to The Billion Dollar Broker. Today we have Ben Kingsley, the Chief Growth Officer and founder of Empower Wealth. Uh, Empower Wealth is one of the top 25 brokerages in the country. They've won numerous industry awards, uh, including the at the Australian Mortgage Awards, the top brokerage. Uh, Ben's a leading innovator. He's an author. He's host of the Property Couch, the number one property investing podcast. Uh, so welcome, Ben. Thanks, Ross. Thanks for having me. Oh, mate. So how are you finding this, this market? Tell me a bit about the business and what you've done to, to shift your business during this market.
1: Sure. So we're actually finding opportunity in this market. Um, uh, we've, we're have we actually employing another five brokers at the moment. So um, I suppose that's an indication of, of where we find the opportunity. We... Um, we uh, obviously have uh, a particular strategy around what we're trying to achieve here, and that, and that strategy is around financial transformation. So unfortunately for some households at the moment um, who may be impacted around the COVID-19 virus and the and like, uh, you know, some of the, the work we might be doing with them might be around just tidying up their money management um, and making sure that they've got the provisions in place uh, but there are obviously some more fortunate uh, households which uh, have gainful and solid employment uh, and are in a position to take advantage of the current market. So we're um, we basically uh, are moving with where we see the opportunities at the moment, and, and we're doing a lot of review work, but we're also um, doing a lot of new work um, as we see uh, you know it come into a more of a buyer's market from a property point of view.
0: Oh, exactly. With rates the way they are at the moment, and. I can't remember seeing rates as low as they are, like two point zero nine. That's why, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and and investment rates, uh, interest-only rates, sort of the high twos. It's just, you know, it's it's an amazing market, and it's great that you're you're seeing opportunities in this market. I want to sort of come back a step, and you know, I've been to your offices, and I love your philosophy. I'm a big fan of Simon Sinek's work in terms of start with why and you know it was obvious when I walked into your premises and you know in in meeting with you and talking to you you've got a really big why in your organisation and it's you know plastered at the the front counter so tell me a little bit about the philosophy and your bigger picture.
1: Well I think that the backstory there goes back to um, a New Year's Eve party that I was once at uh, many, 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 many years ago, and um, I was starting my brokerage business, um, and I didn't want it to be a standard brokerage business. I, I you know, you can't um, create a sustainable um, advantage uh, or a sustainable business if your only uh, if your only proposition is great customer service. Um, you need to look at other points of difference and unique selling propositions, and um, you know I've always been a big believer in. Um, you know self uh, self-fulfilling fulfillment in terms of financial freedoms and so forth. So I was at this dinner party and we were having a bit of a chat and you know, you know, I was talking about money and, and managing money and I said, look, every household has the opportunity to be um you know to be financially free. And and obviously there's always one antagonist at the dinner party and they're sort of saying like every family and I said, yeah, yeah, why wouldn't it be every family? And then he referred to disadvantaged or indigenous families and how that's not possible for them. And I thought, no, no, I didn't. I said a different word in my mind, but let's just say I said, no, stuff you. Um, I don't believe that's true. I think um, if we go through, uh, no matter which household people come out of, um, they have essential and discretionary spending. um, And if they are attuned to a particular goal or something that they want to achieve, um, if they were trained and organised and learned how to manage their money and the consequences of the decisions that they make around their money, then over time, um, that household would, would actually get a result, irrespective of whether it's not you know, a multi-million dollar property portfolio, but a sustainable own their home and, and have a, you know, a savings or superannuation uh, amount that will, will give them a comfortable retirement. That's moved the dial from potentially the life that they've known in terms of being uh, on the poverty line or whatever that looks like. So it's, it's born out of this, this yeah, fundamental belief that, um, that every household can make better decisions around money. Um, and then once you organise and manage your money, you'll be able to trap that surplus and then you'll see the consequences of that surplus. And it sort of rings true about, um, it's very challenging for a lot of people because you've got to be able to build habits and behaviours um, that are sustainable uh, and lasting, um, and it's a bit like yeah, you know, if I want to get fit, but I go for one jog and then sit on the couch for the rest of the week. Well, there's not a material benefit in doing that. You have to continue to get into a routine and a and a method, and that's what we're sort of focused in on in terms of trying to build um, our solution around that and and using technology to back that sort of, that um, that idea.
0: Definitely, definitely, and yeah, I think that's a great point, and. I always say that to a lot of the, the brokers that I train and, you know, I've had in my business that, you know, there is no such thing as a no, right? It's it's a no right now and there's there's circumstances that they will need to change for it to be able to be a yes. But there's never a a, a flat no, right? There's always a circumstance or something that they can work on to change in their lives, whether it's, you know, getting... An employment or putting some more money away or, or, or looking after their credit rating or something, there's always some steps that they need to take to, to make it a yes. There's no sort of straight no, but, you know, coming back to your point and, you know, I think what you were leading towards is, you know, that strategic advantage that, you have created and that excites me about your business. And, and you mentioned you touched on that technology and so forth that you've implemented in this business. Cause you know, to me, you guys are miles ahead with your, with your whole business model that, that has, you know, numerous uh, sort of uh, income streams to, to your business, but with, with mortgage broking uh, just being one of it, but just, you know, to expand a little bit more on on the tech that you've got in terms of, in order to generate those leads and mortgage inquiries,
1: yeah, sure. So, so effectively, um, we've got a a platform that uh, that we've been building out over a period of time, and and that is a uh, effectively the word you use now is platform, but it's microservices. So you've got different types of little apps or little pieces of the puzzle that come together and, and feed into one centralized database. So we have our um, a marketing and CRM software, which we use, an American um, software solution called Infusionsoft. Um, we adopted that based on some of the best individual marketers and and um, uh, money coach marketers and all of that around the world, who tended to uh, to adopt that probably back in 2009. Um, and so that does that does our uh, our general marketing and and name capture. Um, in addition to that, um, it does some of our workflow uh, work. We're an AFG broker, so um, we also aggregate through their Flex uh, platform. And so our platform is a bridge um, to you know the central database around money management. Um, and we've got a, a money management solution we call Money Smarts. It's part of the, the second book that we wrote. Um, and so it's a rules-based money system that helps you organise and track that money Um, and so coming back to your point before we agree not everything is a no right it's just not now and so we need to you know get you money fit um, to be able to do that so we um, all roads lead to um, our platform and it's called the my wealth portal um, and effectively we have um, solutions um, and ideas in regards to uh, their you know uh, analysing a financial household, not just looking at the mortgage in isolation, but understanding that mortgage is just one component of the work that we want to do um, to help our clients do that financial transformation. I mean, Dr. Peter Fooder, who, who is an Australian um, business coach who I, I admire a lot, um, talks about, you know, play, play a, the game of business you think you can win. Um, and that comes down to a couple of ideas Um, in terms of what are you going to win on? Because if you're thinking you're just going to win on great customer service, um, it's not going to be enough. You need to win potentially on a price advantage that's sustainable because everyone can go to price and that's always challenging. Or you need to build um, some of these sustainable competitive advantages um, around how you set up and to make sure that your strategy, your, your overall strategy, um, is really clear in terms of what it is you're trying to win at, um, and you know if you if you know that there are you know not everyone can go and spend a million dollars on building a platform and and putting all those things together, you know you've probably got a little bit of a competitive advantage or a, at least a first mover advantage in terms of putting that stuff together. So we don't we don't think about it as as spending money. We think about it as an investment to. To continue to identify opportunities to help our clients so when you're talking about a mortgage customer you're talking about um, someone who yeah again the mortgage is critical for owning the asset whether it be our owner occupier or investor but we also want to make sure that we're proactive rather than reactive in in identifying where there's opportunities to save more money uh, and to put that money to work
0: oh exactly and you know it's amazing when you look at you know property investors at the moment for example and you know what was what i'm seeing and in in speaking with the brokers that i'm working with in in my coaching program is you know you might have a you know some some borrowers that are sort of paying around about four percent like especially property investors at the moment so if you look at a million dollar Um, portfolio you know some of our clients have two three four million dollar portfolios but you know that one and a half percent savings to to get them down to a rate of sort of high twos or whatever that's fifteen thousand dollars a year multiply that over a couple of million you know of lending we're talking about thirty thousand dollars on a two million dollar portfolio just in savings so you know to free that up to other investments or to leverage into further property is is an amazing saving so you know it's no wonder that you guys are so busy doing uh, loads of refinancing and restructuring at this point yeah and I mean one of the other advantages for us is
1: uh, back in the day when when you know I was first starting out in the business we spent a lot of time in building out a, a cash flow model simulator and and that is certainly bode well for the property plans that we build. So coming back to the type of business that we are, we have property advisory services, we have mortgage broking, we have financial planning, we have buyers advocacy work, all focused in on our bias towards residential property to um, to help our clients um, get ahead. Um, we also, we do, we do direct shares and, and we manage about 130 million in fund. Um, and that's growing quite quickly as well at the moment. So um, it's about uh, we made the conscious decision that you can't be a jack of all trades and master of none, right? So, so uh, you know what we're trying to do is we have specialist advisors, um, and as we diagnose the customer's needs, um, we go about a program of of putting a plan together and executing on that plan as part of our as part of our five step process, which is clarify, evaluate, plan, implement, and manage. And that's again you know, put us in really great stead in terms of how we can, um, you know, show a value proposition to our customer and, and see that, that we're not here for a transaction. Um, we're absolutely here for, for building a relationship and, uh, and making sure that, um, you know, that, that customer can remain with us um, and then we can move the dial on their, on, their, you know, on their cash flow position and then move the dial on their wealth position and then ultimately, as they pass through the accumulation phase and into the retirement phase, you know that thirty thousand dollars that you're saying in savings, or fifteen thousand, whatever it is, is material, and that mm-hmm. will accelerate the pay down of that debt. So the customer lives off the um, the passive income that they've built on the side of, you know, and and they've they've also had a good life. They haven't worried too much about their property story because property shouldn't take more than sort of ten hours a year to manage. Um, you know, if you've got a good property manager in place, and so from that, it's you know, it's a it's a pass- passive wealth vehicle to the side, uh, and they can focus in on uh, building out their own journey, their own story about family and and career, and in, in terms of that, what they want to do. All
0: right, um, I mean that's great, and and I love your point around that service. Just good service isn't going to cut it, right? And I've been saying this for a while in terms of, you know, a lot of you know five ten years ago it used to be all around that kaizen getting making sure your loan process from application to settlement was done nice and and well and that was enough to sort of you know put you as as a top broker and you know what we're seeing with the advance of technology is many brokers are having that fantastic service between that because there's fantastic technologies that allows people to seamlessly provide that service so as you said it's how can we be strategically you know have that strategic advantage not only in the upfront space but you know become a real advisor and look after them after they've got their mortgage as well and continue to to be part of their their story so it's not so much about the transaction having a smooth transaction because even if you do it well you know 95% of your competitors are going to be doing it well so it's that front piece which is you know what you're, mm. what you 've done in terms of developing that tech, but also in the back end in terms of well, how do I look after them going forward and touch base and ensure that they're achieving their goals that, that you 've set out for them? I
1: think you make a really good point there Ross I mean what we 've been talking about is two things, and Harvard Business School have a you know a really clear view on this, and one is you know we were talking before about strategic positioning in terms of creating a, a unique value proposition, what is it? Um, and doing things differently um, to deliver value compared to your rivals, right? So that's that's really, you know, important. And so you're making choices in that in terms of there's trade-offs. Um, you know, could we be a great property management business? Well, what's property management got to do with financial transformation? Um, not Not necessarily a perfect line fit. So you've got to make decisions around that in terms of how you can you can add value. And then what you were just referring to then is what we refer to as operational effectiveness, right? And so that's, you know, assimilation, obtaining and extending best practices. So, you know, having, you know, great workflow, Kaizen approaches to things like that. Um, and that can be best summarised as, you know, doing things um, better and better, um, you know, and that's through validation and executing of that. So you put those two things together and, and you know what business that you're in, and in our case, you know, we're in the financial transformation business, and you get to a, you get to a line of sight that's relatively clear to be able to see what you're trying to do for customers. It's not perfect. You're never going to be perfect. You're never going to make every judgment call or trade off precisely. And you, you know, when you're growing at the levels that we're growing at, you've still got growing pains, and you know, you're not going to delight every customer, but you're getting close to it. Um, you know, they're they're the sort of things that. That running a, a, you know, a, a billion dollar mortgage practice is what it's all about.
0: Oh, definitely. And you, you know, I always say you grow to that point where you outgrow your systems and then you have to break them and, and, and redevelop and, and keep progressing. Um, so you allows you to provide that, that fantastic service to an ever growing um, client base.
1: Yeah. I mean, I started off by myself and then, um, you know one assistant and 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 now you know we're we're moving upwards of 60 people in the firm so you're absolutely right and and we've gone through stages where we've had to break it and rebuild it um, we've had to get um, you know managers in different seats and we're going through that program at the moment where we're for us to continue to keep servicing the level of inquiry that we're getting we we potentially need to bring a layer of management in um, even though we've got a really flat structure um, to try and, um, you know, make sure that we're supporting the advisors and and the left hand's talking to the right hand. So when you're doing a sort of operation like we are, um, you know, you want to make sure that the buyer's agent knows exactly what's been said by the mortgage broker um, to be able to ensure that, you know, everyone's on the same page and you train to that. But of course they're, you know, it's like going into a hospital and the five different doctors come up and see you and they keep asking you the same questions. You're like, Yep, that's right. yep no, exactly like the other person did, but ultimately they're doing that to save your life and not make a mistake. And so, you know, you're trying to build systems in there that that um, accommodate that without frustrating the customer as well. And so there is definitely a little bit of trial and error. But um, once you once you sort of get that formula in the right in the right um, right way, you you potentially uh, get accelerated results.
0: Oh, definitely. And, you know, I know for us in our business, you know, just going through that process and constantly reevaluating, you know, you can really just turn the dial because, you know, for, for businesses, you know, like yours, it's not so much about the leads coming in. From what I know about your business, you know, you could really turn the dial and, and, and write a lot more business. But for you, it's around managing that growth, which is obviously, you know, while you're on the lookout for five brokers now and you, you want to have that sustained growth. So how do you sort of turn the taps on and turn the taps off? Um, that's that's challenging.
1: Um, we don't like to um, put a, uh, a, you know, a sort of what a waiting list sign up on our website. Um, so we try to manage that through, um uh, you know, best practice around looking at who's got the resources and who's got the time. So we've got a round robin system that allocates out the, uh, the new inquiry. Um, we potentially um, put a few more hurdles uh, for potential inquiries to jump through before they actually get to see us um, in terms of giving us their details prior to, to attending. And so we can potentially wash out a bit of the tie kickers or people who are who aren't necessarily serious, so we're you know we're using technology as part of that process. But um, yeah, I wouldn't say we're perfect at it, but we uh, we tend to um, you know try and get that balance right between tracking um, the level of activity that each advisor's got going at the time, um, rather than you know as you say before, we're not in the business to be the biggest brokerage in the country. Make no mistake, we're not interested. Um, the fact that we're in the top twenty-five brokerages is, is a nice thing. Um, you know, the fact that we may get to a billion dollars in lending in the next few years is is good. But again, we're not a, we don't see ourselves as a brokering business. And I know that sounds a bit weird, um, but it's a cog in the wheel. And so um, we we will make sure that um, we will bring brokers on because we feel like we can help customers save more money, um, or we can help customers sensibly leverage into a productive asset that can move the dial on their on their um, situation. So we won't just rush into, you know, we're not a vanilla um, business that just churns people through uh, for the sake of that. So we've always been really um, cautious of that business model because we know, yes, as you say, we've got um, literally tens of thousands of people on our platform um, and we're, we're, we're methodically working through um, that list of inquiry um, to see the ones we can help, and uh, when they when they want help, as opposed to um, just churning out um, hundreds of million dollars in settlements a month.
0: Yeah, definitely. Because again, it comes back to your why, and it comes back to that transformation that you want to make for clients. So if you're not, if you're just having that sort of you know, approach where you're trying to write as much as possible. Yeah. Um, you're not going to achieve your, your, your number one goal. So uh, it all comes back. So I love that. I love that. So in terms of we were talking and you've got an interesting way of onboarding your brokers where they sort of walk through um, some different levels. Do you want to just sort of uh, give us a little bit of information on, on how you sort of induct your new brokers and the, the levels they go through?
1: Sure, I mean, this comes back to um, a bit of learning and trial and error, right? I've, um, you know, in the, what is it now? I'm coming up to 15 plus years of doing this, and I've had um, contractors, I've had, you know, salary brokers. Uh, I've never done the subcontracting broking model, but I've, I've definitely had contractors who have come into the business. Um, I've hired experienced brokers, and I've also hired high hire for attitude, trained for skilled people. And, and, you know, uh, great people are your business. You know, the culture that you set um, is reflective of the selection process you're making uh, uh, with your people. And and so we're, we're starting, you know, on reflection of all the great things we've done and the, and the misses we've had and the learnings we've had is um, we're, yeah, we're embarking on this new academy idea whereby um, you will, you know, the first layer is high for attitude, trained for skill. So you may not have any... Mortgage broking knowledge, um, but you'll come in and you'll sit in one of two seats, and that is um, the you'll sit in the support seat um, for brokers, which is the front end. So that's things like valuations, pricing, uh, doc collection, um, and potentially you know running assessment calculators and so forth um, as part of your initiation into the business. And the other part is the settlements area. Now you do come in firstly in settlements. I probably should have said that first. Um, the settlements area is where you see the back end process. So you, you get to run a seat, um, which means that, you know, you're managing um, files that are, that are coming from formally approved into settlement, making sure all the documentation's lined up, all of the docs are certified correctly and, and the, the settlement takes place. And then the post settlement care, which is make sure the offset accounts are set up and, and you've got um, the loan structures and, and the clients happy. So that's where you start. Then you move into that front side after six months. So there's 12 months or more, depending on how quickly you're progressing in regards to um, the academy um, and learning your craft. Um, and at that time, we also want you to be starting your um, diploma, um, and you know at least getting cert four through that period. The second 12 months, uh, you become what, what we call a caretaker broker. So you're potentially doing reviews. Um, doing the analysis for the broker um, and then you know advising the broker in terms of what uh, what insights you've seen and what analysis you've been able to, to to glean out of that information to see whether there's a different way in which you can help that customer and then you become um, after you do that piece of work you become a broker um, that's usually about two years uh, in the making and um, you would start with some of our outbound activity um, you know contacting Um, potential um, refinance prospects on the platform um, and then ultimately um, you become an investment savvy mortgage broker where you um, are getting uh, leads from the property advisory team um, and you're doing the analysis work in conjunction with the property advisor around the mortgage strategy and structure Um, and you know that's a great piece of business to win because ultimately that customer is going to buy a minimum of one or two properties over the time, so you know, you're talking in excess of one and a half million um, in loans just for that customer in that earlier stage. So you know, that's that's a price seek to have in the business um, to be able to to do the, that preliminary borrowing assessment work in conjunction with the property advisor for that for the client's plan, and and then you're you're basically fulfilling that in terms of releasing the equity that you need to do, and then getting the pre-approvals in place to to execute on the plan.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's great. So, you know, just in summary, they get a, a really good overview. They they see what it takes to get a loan to settlement and yep. they come back and they understand, and I, I look at it as a pyramid and at the base of the pyramid, you've got the the credit policy, which is all around that analysis that you said, and then it's around looking at, well, I've done the servicing, then I can have a look at, well, what's the next layer which is looking at the different products that are available. And then I guess where the strength comes in, you then have them bringing that to an experienced broker and them challenging their thinking, saying, okay... Yes, but maybe you should have thought about doing this, this, and so by the time they become that property investment savvy broker, they've they've been through the whole um, basics and then they can talk to people with confidence.: Yeah, you and I know that you know
1: when you're starting out as a broker as we did, um, you work out pretty quickly that you're in the problem solving business, mm. and you need to um, ensure that you feel like you've got enough confidence to comment on money. And to comment on, um, you know, household affairs. So lived experience is is, is helpful in that. So if you've already uh, bought a house or bought a bought an investment property and so forth, you can lean on some of that experience. But if you can't, you just lean on your training. Um, and so you know that's why it's really important that um, it's a gradual step. I mean, everyone these days wants to be the managing director of every company within you know five minutes. So. Um, we know that for some people they're on a, they're on a quicker journey or, or more of a mad rush, but um, it, it does bode well when you get that, um, that broker who's sitting in front of a customer after two years of training that they really do know how to bring the solution together in one go. Um, and even for complex clients that they're doing a really good job of bringing that solution together um, because they are the brokers of tomorrow and they're the ones who are going to thrive Uh, in their seat and and be those, you know, high producers.
0: Oh, definitely, definitely. And, you know, I was talking on a call the other day about the difference in, you know, training, and looking at it compared to a sports team, right? So you go out and you pay your local touch footy comp and you're just a participant, right? So you play more than you train. And then you, you go to that next level of footy where you might play in the local comp where you might train one night a week and you, you, you play one day a week. And it's you're training as much as you're playing, right? Then you go up to the next level where you might play an A-grade comp or where you, you might train a couple of nights a week. And then, uh, but so you're actually training more than you're you're actually playing Good to get. But then to get to the pros, they're training five six days a week. They're having recovery sessions. They've got best coaches, mentors, um, senior player groups, and that is a professional business, and that is a winning business. Yeah, I right? love that analogy. That's a ripper. And for you, you know what I see is you guys really have a winning business, right? Because you've got that culture, you've got that team, you, you invest in training, you invest in, in that development. And, and not only for yourselves, but for your clients. I mean, you know, your podcast is a perfect example, right? It's, it's all about you giving and sharing knowledge and um, creating that community of people, which has led to, you know, this is where you're generating most of your leads from now. Am I, not, I'm, I'm, am I right? Yeah, definitely our content. I mean, obviously, we, we've got a lot
1: of repeat and referral customers, but certainly our content strategy around educating people, the books, um, is very true. You know, that, that's where our lead generation comes from. That's where people start on, you know, arriving on the MyWealth portal platform. And, and yeah, we, you know, we start to have that connection with that particular um, prospect
0: exactly so then then it comes down that that funnel into your you know the the tech that you've built and then goes through as you said through your property planners into your um into your mortgage broking arms through your through your buyers agents your financial planners and uh and then and then rinse and repeat you know it's um until they achieve their
1: goals you know we talk our, our framework is really simple i mentioned it before it's you know, clarify, evaluate, plan, implement, and manage. That's the that's the main one. But in terms of the investment fundamentals, it's asset selection, borrowing power, cash flow management, and defence. Right. So, from that point of view, that's exactly what we're also trying to do. But we we do it in sort of um, cash flow first, borrowing second, asset selection third, and defence is fourth. So yeah, it's um it's really powerful.
0: Oh, definitely, definitely. It's um, fantastic business model, and it's uh, no wonder that you're you're in the top twenty five brokerages, as you say. Even though it's not your number one uh, focus, it's uh, and I'm sure you will continue to sort of rise up the ranks in that broking space. Just you know, just seeing uh, what the plans that you've got for the future, and you've got a great team. You've got a new CEO in uh, Jamie, uh, who I've met, and he's doing great things with your team. So, uh, you know, and now you're calling yourself the chief growth officer, I notice, eh? Hey?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, ultimately, um, it's probably a trend in terms of where technology is going and, and how we can um, mould in customer experience and looking through the eyes of the customer lens and, you know, where I add my best value, which is experience in, in with the customer. So I, if I can play around with the technology, embed that into our workflows and so forth, um, I, can, I can, you know, add value to the business. Um, Jamie, obviously, people and culture, background. So, you know, getting the talent pool, bringing them in, training them through the main courses of training, um, that bodes well for a successful business as we pull all that together and um, we get the comms around that. Um, you know, we, we're, we're, you know, well-positioned to... Uh, to take the business to the next level.
0: Yeah, well, that's, I love the business and, uh, you know, all the things that I talk about, all the levers that I talk about, you know, one, you create that market authority. Two, you have the strategic advantage. And three, you have that operational excellence, which all sort of wraps into to that business with your clients at the heart of it in terms of and everyone's clear on terms of what your what your mission is so really really love that in terms of in closing i just want to give you i mean you started as a mortgage broker how many years ago just as or yeah. late 2004 i think i wrote my first loan oh, similar <laughs> to me i started february 2003 i, I opened the franchise so uh, very similar um and as you said you started as a sort of um just you know by yourself with an assistant was that it
1: yeah or just, well just I, I originally had a mortgage choice franchise too mm. so back in you know I think I took that on in in mid two thousand and four and did my training and then yeah sort of settled my first loan I think in October of two thousand and four um, and then uh, moved across and set up in Power wealth um, pretty quickly mm. um, in about sort of 18, 24 months after that um, so yes it was um, a pretty quick movement across to what I wanted to do they wouldn 't let me do property investment advice. So mm. I knew, whoops, I'm, I'm, I'm in the wrong business here. I, <laughs> I always wanted to, you know, pro- again, you know, property is a game of mm. finance, right? So I always knew that I wanted to play in the property side. Yeah. Um, and so I did my apprenticeship through mortgage choice and came out the other side.
0: Exactly, so looking back, you know, for, for a broker that's sort of aspiring to, to be where you are and to, to be a billion dollar broker, what are some of the, the what would be your, some of your tips for them, just uh, in closing.
1: Yeah, well, look, I think businesses three things. Um, it's it's great people, um, making sure you know you build uh, great people around um, what you're trying to execute on, and and the two other critical things for me is um, we're talking about judgment calls and trade offs. So, what business are you in? What business are you not going to be in? That's your trade off piece, and the judgment calls are around. What knowledge do you have um, that you're making those decisions on? Some of them are gut, I get it. But as you get bigger and bigger, you should be making them based on data and, and insights around you have on your customer. So if you can make more right calls than wrong calls, because don't worry, we all still make some wrong calls every now and then. But if you're doing those three things right, bringing great talent in and you know making the right judgment calls and, and basically trading off on what, what you are going to be and what you're not going to be, um, you'll 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 build a a great a great small business which will eventually uh, be more than that if you want it to be which become a large business.
0: Excellent, excellent. Well, thanks very much for your time, Ben. I know you're a busy man with with all these uh, you know really five businesses in one. So uh, you know really appreciate your time and sort of giving back. So uh, you know you find Ben on Power Wealth, listen to his podcast, and uh, if you're a broker. He's got some jobs going, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, got the leads to look after you. Uh, so thanks again. and thanks, uh, Yeah, it's been really good. Cheers, mate. All right, so if you want to uh, follow this, please subscribe to the Billion Dollar Broker podcast on any of your podcast channels. Uh, we also have a Facebook uh, group, The Billion Dollar Broker, so reach out and ask to join that group.